What if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, my friends. What is going on? Mike Walker here with Mr. Taylor Welch. Excited to have you here on another uh, TWC Talks, the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast. Today's episode, we're going to dive into a very uh, important topic, one that you can absolutely apply today, tomorrow, and honestly, for the rest of your life, uh, the power of networks, how to build and leverage connections for business success. Taylor, I know you know a little thing about this whole topic. You know, I try to stay away from people as much as possible. So, uh, <laughs> you know, net- networks and introverts don't often jive together. But first of yeah. all, did you know that I'm an introvert? You had to yes. know that I'm an introvert. I, I picked that up on you for sure. I, I think um, you and I kind of actually aligned. Although our brains are very different in other ways, I would say this is probably one of the ways where we're fairly similar. Yeah, yeah. However, when you um, when you look at like the longevity or the durability of business technique, then you have to put like it in the top five or maybe even top three the ability to network and connect with other people has got to be one of the longest lasting business building techniques available in the world. Um, human beings are social social animals, and we tend to trust uh, people that we feel like we're closer to and we're more aligned with. And so um, I think that this is going to be a fascinating topic to discuss uh, because especially as the world sort of contracts a little bit here, um, Trust is becoming a bigger deal by the minute, um, you know, as, as markets constrict a little bit and velocity seems to be uh, slowing down just a bit, which is a good thing. Um, it's more important than ever before, I feel like, to master this skill of who are you hanging with and who are you surrounding yourself with and how do you leverage the people around you to grow as a business owner, as a human, as a father, a mother, a, a spouse, whatever it is that you're wanting to grow. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and I want to underscore a word you said, skill. It's act. This is actually a skill, right? I mean, some people obviously are going to be just naturally more adept and, and prone to building networks and communicating with people and whatnot. But especially for people that fall more on our side of, the, of things, you know, the, the more introverted side, um, you know, we have to maybe learn it. We develop the muscles to get outside our comfort zone or get outside and, and start networking and communicate with people in a way that maybe wouldn't feel quite as natural. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that's why, you know, for people like us, it's probably a little bit more difficult. If you take somebody like my, uh, my dad, for instance, who heads up um, the commercial real estate division, my dad was a VP of a, of a regional sales uh, like team at Allstate Insurance, who's quite large. And, he is a, uh, he's an extrovert. He loves being with people. He's constantly, you know, going to the events. In fact, one of my earliest memories is he would drag me to these stupid networking events. Um, and I hated them <laughs> yep. as a kid. Yeah. You know, one day in particular, I remember my dad uh, pulling me out of school on a Friday. I had to have been 12 or 13 years old at this point, actually pulling me out of school. And he said later that he kind of got into it a little bit with the teacher because they disagreed with this. 
but he pulled me out of school and he had me go to a John Maxwell simulcast back in the day. These uh, big churches would host these video conferences and it'd be full day and John Maxwell, Patrick Lencioni and Andy Andrews and all these leaders. Amazing. And I was sitting there as a 12 year old. You're like, what in the world are these people talking about? This is the biggest waste of my time ever. Uh, but I was bribed and I would get free Chick-fil-A and I would get to, uh, you know, drink sweet tea and ice cream in an effort to get me to learn and to connect with people. So my dad has always been this way. Uh, but it is a skill set to be able to tap into how do you become so interested in other people that uh, they are interested in, in cause and effect, they're interested in you. And how do you turn what you learn about other people in an effort to provide value and service? And networking cannot be transactional. And I feel like this is where people get it wrong is yes. they become super transactional. What can I get from you? How can I use my relationship? And now more than ever, people are kind of hip to that and they can tell uh, you have to be using your networking skill set to provide value, not to extract value. And it always goes around and comes around when you get good at this. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not about, you know, what can you do for me? Focus on being interested instead of interesting. Um, mm. That's that's key. And and like you said, people pick up on that so quick. It's reciprocal. It's, it's kind of one of those um, elements of the universe that seems counterintuitive, but it's proves true in so many other aspects, especially this one. It's like, whatever you want, give it first and it will definitely come back to you. You want more time, give time. You want more money, give money. You want to be, you know, you want people to be interested in you and network with you. Well, guess what? Be interested in them, help them network. And, and surely that's going to come back. Yes, 100%. So what are some of the ways that you use? Uh, how have you built this skill of nurturing a professional network? What do you do? Um, and just to be honest, like, I intend to learn from you on some of this as well, because I don't think that this is a strong suit for me. Uh, but it is one for you. So let's dive into some of the tactics. Yeah, well, and and on that note, it certainly was was not natural, um, like we had already kind of alluded to. So I would say one of my first um, elements or, or first opportunities to be kind of thrown into this world and where it became really important was actually back in the network marketing days. You know, this is 10 plus years ago now, but um, I ended up being introduced to the whole, you know, multi-level marketing, network marketing side of things and say what you will about that whole industry, regardless of what your your feelings are on that, I will tell you that it's it's an extremely valuable learning experience, especially for someone who doesn't have business acumen or, or in this case, networking ability, knowing how to you know communicate effectively with people, dealing with sales and service and all those different things. It, it absolutely is a, is a phenomenal learning opportunity. And it was for me, it was like basically my school, <laughs> networking 101 for Mike, you know? Um, yep. And so at first, like you said, it, because I didn't know what I didn't know, it felt very transactional. Like you said, it was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to people because I wanted them to join my business. And it just didn't feel very good. Honestly, it felt a little kind of slimy. But once I started to develop myself and develop the mindset that, look, I have to help other people become successful first. And if I help enough people be successful, then by default, I will be. And so I really started to flip the script and just start being interested in what people cared about and asking a lot of questions and being genuinely interested in what they were trying to achieve and what they wanted out of life, what they wanted out of the business, et cetera. So I think like we already kind of said, just being focused on other people's needs naturally is going to draw people to you and you become kind of the lighthouse in the storm. People realize that, wow, this person is 
is a place that I go to for information or for support or whatnot. So just being, um, you know, present and, and interested for one is, is a key strategy. Another, I would say would be, uh, be consistent, you know, with how you present yourself, uh, online in person, <clears throat> you know, I think there needs to be a, <clears throat> excuse me, I think there needs to be consistency there so that people can, you know, that consistency breeds credibility and that credibility re- breeds relationships and relationships are the business of business. So if we're going to associate it to business here, business success, like our, the topic of today's podcast, then I would definitely say consistency is key showing up. I mean, Taylor, you, you rock on this, man. I would say you're probably the most consistent person ever in terms of just showing up in the marketplace as the same person. It doesn't matter if someone meets you at one of our flying events with MDC clients, or if it's, you know, on, as a guest on a podcast or inside one of our different communities online, it's like, you're the same person. I think that's why people naturally gravitate to you. And therefore you have a big network for sure. Yeah. On the consistency piece, these are all fantastic. Um, I would say like tactically, one of the things that I built because I'm not good at this, um, I have a list of people that I want to be connected with. And uh, there's many names for this. Some people call this like the dream 100. Some people call this uh, your inner circle. Um, But for me, it's simply a list of people that I want to be connected with. And I want them to be in my circle. And uh, there's probably 15 or so on. It's not 100 people. I don't, I don't, this is my point, dude. Like an introvert, you try to connect to somebody like me with 100 people. And I'm like, oh my God, I'd rather just hide. I want to move away to some (laughs) small country. Um, yeah. I don't want to be connected with a hundred people. Like I, I've got 15 or so, and there are people that I admire holistically. Um, and I will put it on my calendar every six to eight weeks. I'll just make sure that I'm reaching out to them. If we haven't talked, I'm texting them, telling them that I was thinking about them this morning. And this consistency piece for me has to be manufactured because if not left to my own devices, and I don't know if you're like this, Mike, uh, but I'm such a, I am such a, just an output slash production driven human um, that left to my own devices. You know, I wake up, I do the same thing every morning. I write and I publish and uh, I hang with my family and I work out and I want to go to bed. And it's kind of very basic, boring type of routine. I will forget about humans completely. Like I'll, I'll, my wife makes fun of me for this where she's like, do you even want friends? I'm like, I do want friends. I think I just don't think about friends ever. Um, I kind of just, you know, but my wife is an extrovert. She's a very outgoing extroverted person. And so, um, I'll, I have had to cover this up to an extent with just like, I'm going to schedule a time in my week to just reach out to people and, and just get into their world. And it's amazing, dude. It is amazing. It has blown my mind consistently how people, are like, wow, this is awesome to hear from you. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's awesome. But it, I don't respond the same way. It doesn't hit same. me the same way. But for other people, it's a really big deal. There's a book called, um, I think it's the five love languages. We're getting completely off topic right now, but this is interesting. It's like <laughs> We're going love. If, 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 you have, if you have a love language, some people's love languages, like physical touch or words of affirmation or acts of service, you know, you loving your partner or your spouse or whoever, you can love them via your love language and it will not hit them if it's not their love language because that's not how they receive love. How you give and receive love tends to be the same. And uh, one of the big things you learn with relationships is like you have to love someone through their love language. And I've found that most of the world's um, 
you know, they, they kind of say that they're introverted, but they really value being reached out to and checked on. And so not to take us too far on a tangent, uh, but a weekly item for an hour on your schedule, just to follow up with people and send notes to people and call someone to check in on them, especially if you're strategic about it is a big yield activity. I don't Mm -hmm. know what you do for this, but that's my secret, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking tactics for sure, I would say, um, well, two things, number one, uh, a really good, uh, strategy that I've embraced is sending out handwritten thank you notes, um, making mm. that a practice. And, the, and although that's really old school and, and sending them snail mail the whole bit, here's the thing is when's the last time you got a letter in the mail that you actually wanted to read? Like what, maybe a birthday card, right? Like you just don't get that anymore. How many emails do you have in your inbox over the last like 30 minutes? You know, so I'm not going to send you an email. Hey, I was thinking about you today. It's like, I mean, you can, but the reality is if you want to really like make an impact, uh, you know, two minutes writing a, a quick little note on a, on a postcard or whatnot and, and sending it snail mail and showing it up, you know, it's showing up in their inbox uh, or mailbox rather, you know, multiple days later, that's going to make an impact. And just those little elements, you know, um, go a really long way, especially again, if we're going to loop it back into the business side of things, uh, it, it can play pay off big for sure, because it's going to stand out. Not many people get a handwritten note sent to them in the mail anymore. So if you want to stand out, that's certainly one. Another concept I had to learn um, kind of the hard way was that some people have to be around people and they get energy. Like when they're around people, they they actually get more energy. They draw from that and that energizes them. For me, the reverse, I'm guessing probably for you, Taylor, like if I'm around a big group of people for a while, I got to go like lay down and, and rest because I feel exhausted yeah, after dude. being in large groups of people. It's just, it sucks energy from me. So being aware of that for one, but if we're going to go tactical, here's the cool part. And especially in the business side of things, you don't have to be the person. You just have to find people that mm. are that way and go, I want to be able to team that is going to offset my, you know, I wouldn't even say this is a weakness. It's just a reality. I want people that are going to offset my reality. And that way I can stay in my zone of genius, stay in my lane, if you will, but also have people around me that are the dead opposite of me. And I think um, that really helped me in the sales world when I was out in the streets, um, you know, having team members that actually loved knocking on doors and talking to people they didn't know, you know, they, they actually like thrived on that. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> High five, go do it. You know, because that's, for me, it's drudgery for you. You're digging it. So it's, it's kind of one of those things that developing a team around you that, that thrives off, uh, elements that maybe are a weakness of, of your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to add to that point, uh, and I think that this would be an asterisk and a big deal for people who might feel more introverted like you or for, or me, one of the best hacks for building a healthy network is to really focus on being somebody that people want to network with uh, and becoming interesting and becoming valuable and becoming prolific and all of these things. You know, I made a, I made a, um, a comment the other day on social media. I, uh, I'm writing this book and then I'm in the process of writing that book. I started writing another one and now I've got three books I'm working on at the same time because I've got all of these ideas and I posted, I was like, I need a publisher or a ghostwriter. And I was blown away. There were hundreds of comments. And, mm-hmm. you know, within a matter of, of four days, I've connected with the publisher for John Maxwell, the publisher for Hyatt, and like a couple of other big names. There's somebody, one person in particular who follows my content. And 
They're a partner at a big firm in New York, and they've got 160 New York Times bestsellers published in the last year and a half. And it's wow. amazing where I'm like, wow, I did not know that my network was this stacked. But it's because mm-hmm. for 10 years, I've not focused on extracting from my network. I have focused on becoming valuable to want to people want to network with me. And this is something that I think we could all do better at, including myself. Like I want to hopefully in 10 years from now, be like blown away at the size of my network then. But it doesn't come from, um, you know, trying to get anything from anybody else. It's how do I sit down on a daily basis? And if I wasn't here, people in the market would suffer. And when you can answer the, get answers to that question, you become irreplaceable in the minds of people and they will want to partner with you in return. Mm-hmm. Huge. And you know, something that came to mind as you're saying that, and this is kind of, I'm, I'm literally like talking to myself right now about how I need to do better about this. Um, if I look back, some of the most unique experiences that I've had in my life were a direct result of some of a connection that I had. Someone got me in like, I've been to uh, Elon Musk, Musk house, one of his homes, mansions, I should say, in Beverly Hills at a party. Like, how the hell did I end up there, right? Well, it was this con- connection of a connection. I'm talking to Morgan Freeman. Like, it, it was weird. You know, I'm like, where, how did I get here? Well, it's because of a relationship, because of a connection. Um, been to, you know, several like late night show recordings. Uh, how did I end up in that studio? How is it that I'm shaking hands with these people? Oh, it's because so-and-so knows so-and-so, you know? And the power of connections is huge. And to your point, it's not something that, at least I don't think you should try to fabricate it, but how I leveraged that successfully was I just genuinely got interested in connecting other people with people that I knew and try to play the connector. That's kind of been my personal way of doing it in a way that I actually feels authentic is I naturally and genuinely want to connect people with others that I feel will benefit them trying to find mutual beneficiary relationships. Um, that's been a kind of a successful way for me to work on proactively developing my network in a way that feels authentic, even though I w- wouldn't naturally do it. Yep. 100%. 100%. Cool. What else do we have for uh, for the topic at hand? Um, I think we've kind of wrapped on that one. And I mean, the importance of giving back, I would say, I guess I could speak to the last piece of that is finding um, elements of your network where you're weak and go, okay, well, what am I going to do about that? Am I going to draw people into my business that are strong in that particular area? Do I just want to make a concerted effort? Okay. For the next 30 days, I want to focus on just growing this aspect of my, of my personal network. I think just making it a focus for some, it's probably going to come so natural that they almost don't even need to think about it for someone like myself and, and for like, for like you as well, it probably has to be a, at least a little bit more pre thought out. But I do think it's a huge element of success is if you can build a network around you, um, the power of relationships is, is monumental in, in a success curve. I mean, Case in point, you and I, here we are, like you and I are working together. We're having fun. We're doing some really cool stuff in the marketplace that came from a relationship of a relationship, you know? So it's, uh, it's pretty cool how it all works. And, um, there's definitely benefits in being a little bit more proactive about it and not just letting it come as it may, but actually put your hand out there, put your, put some thought into the process. I I know it'd serve everybody well who does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're one of the, you're one of the, um, you know, Unexpected, I think, unexpected, wonderful 
benefits that has come from uh, both of us being focused on value first. Uh, neither one of us focused on how can I get the most from the other. Um, anytime you're in a room, anytime you're speaking, anytime you're doing anything or publishing anything, it's it's with the explicit purposes of adding value and enriching someone else's life. And I think people really have to catch that, especially now, uh, because the world is pretty much focused on, you know, how do I get the most for the least? And uh, when you encounter someone who's the opposite of that, where they're like, how do I give with the expectation of nothing in return? People latch onto it and they, they, they think this is odd, but it's, it's pleasurably odd. It's different in a good way. Um, and that's, that's yeah. probably the foundation of this philosophy of not only building a good network, but becoming a good network in and of yourself. Uh, that's the sweet spot. That's where everyone's aim to be. And I know we're kind of known for our marketing. You know, even right now, I just looked at our stuff and we're building a new model and a new framework uh, to, to teach this idea of, of lead generation for affluent markets. And, and it's amazing how we're going straight into the market. We're picking up leads right now for like $3 a lead. Dude, no one's doing this. Like that's really hard to do. You could do that in 2015. You can't do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Uh, you know, people who make $500,000 or more per year come, we're buying those leads for like $13 per lead. It's the marketing that we're putting together is phenomenal. But without the bedrock of like people first, how do we add value first? None of the marketing hacks work sustainably. So, in some regards, while this isn't a sexy, super tactical, tactically dense episode, it's very nutritious in that it is the lifeline of your longevity in business. And I think that's what we should all focus on. So that's a long rant for me, but it's good to wrap on that. Yep. Love it. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for uh, being here with us today on the latest episode. We got more coming, believe me. And uh, as always, give us a like, give us a follow. And uh, we appreciate you guys for being here. Taylor, thanks again, man. Love working with you. You as well. Adios. All right, see you guys.